2: SDs. SDs. One, two, three. I don't know shit about fuck
3: fuck I like such a
2: legit bad
4: podcast. P P&O.
1: and oh, no 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 uh, oh, no yeah. uh, Welcome to Costco.
0: Fox News, Huffington Post, the left, the right, Trump, Breitbart, Facebook, none of these things are your enemy. Your enemy is ignorance.
3: Welcome to Legit Bad, everyone. Everybody in the live chat, hello to you. We see Janet and Kyle. Kyle, I'm wearing your shirt. Look. Kyle uh, from the Big Dumb podcast. We just had them on, too. Although he didn't get to say much because uh, the Hatter was on a roll. If you haven't listened to that last episode, that was a crazy one. We had a great time with that guy. But uh, thanks to the newest Patreon members, including Kyle from Big Dumb and Preston. Appreciate your, your patronage. I hope you enjoy your stay over there for as long as you do. We Preston have uh, so Dennett No, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, another oh, Preston. No. It's the uh, he'll, he might be in the chat. It's Royd's something. I can't remember the whole name. But, mm. well, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, it's awesome. And also hey, thank, thank you it. to I, I believe his name was Eric, who just subscribed to our Rockfin channel, too. And that's awesome that thank you Eric. really helps us out. I think that's a bit about it for housekeeping. If you're listening on audio, of course, all the shows live streamed can be found on Rockfin for free. And all of our Bat Catalog Rockfin stuff is on there, too. So, Oh, and Upstate Nico's in the chat. We're going to do a show with them, too. Them, too. Them, 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 also, as well. There you go. Get it out of the way now, Joe. But if it's your first time listening, I'm Joe. Jen's with me, Hello. a.k.a. the blonde. And Ben, huh? the finger eater slash booger eater, is over there. <laughs> Hand. It's, it's called chewing hands. Uh, chewing hands and eating boogers and picking your face and just being Ben. It's just also fuck Jared <laughs> again. Yeah, that was, oh, that's a callback from like months ago. Yeah, you got to have the the classic opening the the claw on the air. <laughs> fuck it, whatever. But we have Matt. Matt T from the Great Deception podcast on tonight to talk about the World's Fairs and how fucking weird those are because as soon as I heard about that and we heard more about it from uh, the Howdy Mikowski guy on OBDM, I'd never heard of that guy before, but after watching that show, I'm like, dude, we got to talk about that. And Matt's always posting stuff about Tartaria, Flood, and I think the World's Fairs kind of play into that a little bit at least. But Matt, introduce yourself. If people haven't listened yet, which I can't imagine, tell us about your show and yourself. Yeah,
4: Matt, uh, I got the Great Deception podcast, which I started back in uh, September, beginning of September. So, been through a month now, got uh, six episodes out, basically putting out one a week, a uh, variety of interviews and uh, some deep dives that I do. So, I, I like the best of both worlds, you know, and this is, this is kind of like the, the, uh, the crown jewel right now is the whole world's fair Tartaria stuff. I mean, it's just huge right now and and I'm balls deep in it. <laughs> so Tartaria. So hot right now. Tartaria. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be At balls deep, you. it's a good one. It's a good bitch to be in. You know, and but the crazy thing about it is I start out like you guys. I I heard about howdy. And so I picked up his book. He's got this book called uh, Exposing the Expositions. And I, because I had never even heard of these things, right? I mean, growing up, I never heard about the world's fairs or any of these, you know, Chicago buildings or any of these cities. And then you start looking into it. And Chicago Chicago's kind of the big one, at least in America, when we get into it. But they're in all these cities, Omaha, Nebraska, Buffalo, New York, Nashville, you know, and, and you start looking at the architecture and the story behind it and you're just like this this doesn't make any sense like
3: how yeah, does the newer ones because there were some i saw from like the mid uh 20th century but the ones that are real interesting are the ones from the, the late 1800s right yes. yeah because what
4: happened what happened is is like in the i want to say around the 1930s right around there right around you know between world war one and two they went from what you know I consider the reset world fairs to what is now the modern world fairs which is just promoting technology you know it's just uh in in I think it was 64 1964 they had one in New York City where Disney was a big uh player in it and like he was pushing that's where he introduced everyone to it's a small world ironically mm, the worst you know, song and, ever. Yes. Well, and the other, if you think about it, it's a small world. It's like, he's trying to tell you, you know, they're getting us trapping us in that cage. Right. And that's kind of what this whole world fair exposition, I feel like was, is that they showed you what we had before and then they just took it away from us. You know, they just wiped everything out except for. And and this is the funny thing about all these these buildings that they build. And as we go through the different fairs, you'll see it's not like they built one or two some of the first, they built 200 buildings yeah in in like 2 years now i mean just on that alone i was like what how, how is that
3: possible well, well and I mean, this, and the fact that it was that intricate and then they torched them afterwards makes zero sense yeah, why would you that, it? that was one of the first things when we were watching those documentaries that really stuck out was on top of them going through all of the ridiculously ornate buildings that you see around the world arches uh domes things of that nature that it's like all of those were supposed to be done within a couple years periods with hand tools horses and carts that was the era in which they were and the one building that i remember for i believe it was the first world fair in like 1860 very interesting decade um was that it was all of the glass it was made out of all of the glass before they had automatic glass pressing, before they had any kind of automated hand tools, and it was supposedly built within like six or seven years. And that's the one I posted on uh, And then Instagram they tore it, it down and rebuilt it somewhere else in an even shorter amount of time.
4: Hey, 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 well, you're giving them way too much time. Ben. They, oh, really? You, you said six or seven years. They say nine months. Oh bullshit! Wasn't it yeah. like wasn't it like twenty five
3: thousand square feet or something like that of nothing but metal and glass and it was even like curved glass
4: and shit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, here I'll I'll share it right now. Yeah, do it. This Let's is, go. Yeah. So we'll start here, and this is the um, World Exposition of eighteen fifty one, and this is in London. Okay, so this is the That's building. The one. That, this is the building yep. that Ben's talking about. Okay, and it's called the Crystal Palace. Yeah. And this was like the gold standard for the fair, right? Every fair has to have their show toy, right? And this was the one for this fair. Now, uh, here, let me go down and we'll, and here's, you know, one interesting thing about it, it has the cross layout, okay? And one of the things we're gonna see with this this layout is there's, you know, think about a cathedral, right? It, it tends to have this similar layout, and one of the things that we, when we get into these buildings, they're not just buildings. They're, you know, some of them are, are energy harnessing. They're frequency radiating. They, you know, they're resonators. They're all sort. They're multi-purpose buildings. Okay. And so, getting back to that. Okay, this building that we're talking about, this eighteen acres it covered nine hundred ninety thousand square feet of exhibition space in this thing. Okay, it's it's eighteen hundred feet long, and four hundred fifty feet wide. Okay, it had thirty three hundred iron columns, ten million feet of glass. Now, mind you, this is eighteen fifty one. How are they producing ten million feet of glass
3: in nine months?
4: Yeah, yeah. right. Six to nine months is what they say.
3: That now, before obviously, I'm not going to jump ahead here because I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, the first thing that I remember thinking of is, you know, like you said, we'll get into it later, the uh, way that they made the buildings into transistors and stuff and all of the what we now consider very religious symbolism in things like the shape of the cross for the plan layout and so on and so forth. That's one of those. Again, they didn't have aerial footage for anything that we're about to see. And yet everything with hand tools supposedly is perfectly symmetrical
4: yeah, and it's interesting you say that. i was I was thinking the same thing for a while uh, about the whole aerial view Unless they And then didn't. all of a sudden the other day I was doing some research and airships came up. And the fact that they could have used airships potentially as like a drone and had it hover over and help them line things up. Now, I don't have a lot of research, like I said, I just found this out the other day. Because I've been trying to figure this out too, because when we start getting to some of the fairs and some of the, you know, uh, you can go a whole different podcast with like star forts and things like that.
3: Well, when you're, t- yeah, the star forts was another one with aerial footage when you're talking about, because all of that information was in a documentary that we all watched, but it obviously produces questions that you can't ask the narrator of the video, which yep. I, I'm going to have a lot. I apologize in advance and I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm going to try to let you explain it all, but. Yeah, or when you say airships, are you talking about like hot air balloons, blimps? Yeah, essentially
4: like a zeppelin. Okay. And 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 one of the, you know, one of the things that I'm finding during this is when you look at a lot of the pictures from the 1800s, the sky is white. Right? It's almost like they blurted all everything out. So anything that would have been in the sky is no longer part of the picture. And if you go into some of the, you know, some of the actual pictures where they do show the sky or look into airships, you will see that they tended to dock on the tops of buildings. And so if they would white out the sky, they would take any idea that they had this technology from us, right? We wouldn't even know it really existed. So that's a whole nother rabbit hole. I'm going to eventually get into is the whole airships. And, and one of the things with that is who has a monopoly on helium these days it's nasa nasa Mm -hmm. has a monopoly on helium for their quote-unquote satellites or sataloons as you want to call them and, and so you get into that where airships is a whole nother thing. But that, that's one thing, Ben, that I found that I found quite interesting that I'm looking into now is to see how were they so precise, like you said, from they don't have any way to look at this overhead. And you look at like some of the, you know, ancient mounds and the way that the, you know, we're starting to see that these pyramids around the world all line up, you know, there's more to it that, that I'll definitely have to dig into nice yeah and you can get into Uh, whatever you want dude
3: if you want to get into star forts it all ties together so just you do your thing you're you're the one that's smart
4: we're just here to learn right well and it's kind of funny you (laughs) you say that because as i start i started out with the world's fair right that led me into these crystal palaces which is a long story short there were five major ones and all five burned down Hmm. so that, that's a whole, and we can go into all those if you want to eventually, but you have the World's Fair, you have the Crystal Palaces, you have the Star Forts, and the Cathedrals. All of this architecture that is supposedly built in the 1800s, most of it, with technology that we don't think they had, and we have no way to verify how they did it because there aren't many blueprints or construction photos. So it gets you into this thing that these these four sets of architecture have a huge impact on where we were and where we are today. And that's kind of the mystery I feel. And and that's one of the things I'm doing is I'm big into Tartaria and all that. And it's such a monster of a topic that I'm kind of working backwards. So I'm starting in like the late or early 1900s, late 1800s and working back into the olden days to see, okay, what did they do recently to impact what was done previously. So, and this is what we're running into with the world's fairies. And, you know, you look at even this, I mean, this crystal palace, you look at it, they say it was, you know, built in six to nine months with like 2000 men, you know, I mean, and then you look inside, look at the detail on just this crystal fountain they had. This is pure crystal, mind you, here. And that was the centerpiece of this. And you look inside and it's not like it's just a, you know, throw, it's intricate inside. So there's definitely more to this, uh, you know, the crystal palaces and all that stuff. And, and to the story that they tell you, um, you know, I mean, you just look at the statues and everything. And this was built in six months. Now, like what you said, Ben fair ended in 1851 in 1852 to 1854 supposedly they took this whole building down and built it again in a town called sydenham which it where it stayed until i i believe it was the 1930s when it finally mysteriously burnt down <laughs> so how does, that burn down? how does it
2: there doesn't look like there are there's a lot of flammable material that's what that i was way. gonna
4: say okay so here, 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 one thing is they did use some timber in the interior construction. So the exterior construction is is all steel, uh, you know, the iron columns and the glass. Now, what they say as an excuse is is that these things acted as greenhouses, right? So what they did is they dried out all of the material that would have been inside and made them extremely flammable. And then the story goes, you get like a. You know, a clumsy errand boy that knocks over a candle and sets the whole thing over, or in Chicago, one of the fairs they blamed on a cow knocking over a candle. You know, you get these ridiculous stories that just don't make sense. But you know, yeah, and 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 the that, fact that all five well, of them burnt down, come on.
3: Yeah, and didn't they like demol or uh, like blow up a couple of the World's Fairs too, like actual dynamite?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they paid. Well, uh, in the I believe it was the St. Louis World Fair. It was either St. Louis or Buffalo, 1901 or 1904. They paid this company from Chicago to come down and blow up the buildings. That's so weird.
3: that picture on the left there. uh, By the way, people who are listening on audio. This is another good one to watch on video because there's a lot of cool uh, pictures. Is that picture on the left an actual photo? Yes.
4: This is from the the outside drawing. Yeah, you can see the people down here, and I'll actually I'll, let
3: me. Well, and isn't that one of the very rare, only fo- actual photos that they have of this particular building?
4: Uh yeah. There's a few of them, uh, but there's not a lot.
3: That's an insane and- fucking building. Can you imagine if we had that now? That's
4: that's the thing. That's it.
3: In, that's insane today. Yeah. If they did, if they used architectures and in in engineers. To create this building, just the computer or just the uh, paperwork alone to make a blueprint of that monstrosity would take way longer than they're saying that it, it took to build them. Well, now granted the ridiculous they- thing to me about the fact that it caught fire or uh, supposedly burned down is that they were smart enough and had enough engineering prowess to build that, but not be like, oh, you know what, maybe it's going to catch fire because it's, uh, it's like a greenhouse. I yeah I don't buy that.
4: Well, well, you know why he didn't have time is because he supposedly designed it in 10 days. Right. They gave <laughs> they gave him 10 days to design the Crystal Palace. Yeah. Oh, okay. He must been using uh AutoCAD or something. Yeah, I mean, it, the story is just so ridiculous, and that's what you know, that's why I keep diving into it because I'm hoping that through this I'll find some answers because. The narrative that they present is just so asinine and and it's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, actually, I'll, this is a good time to transition over to uh, New York, okay? So we look at New York in 1853, all right? And this is their crystal palace, okay? And this, this one is nearly as big. It was slightly smaller. Um, it took up, how many acres did it take up? uh th- well this whole expo only took up four e- four acres now mind you the crystal palace in the previous set of photos was 18 acres itself so it's when, you know, when it, when they say 18
3: acres is it talking about strictly ground level square footage or does that count the upper deck
4: that would just be the ground the, the
3: square ground uh, ground level so with the upper deck it's more like 36 acres
4: yeah, it well, that's how you get to yeah, 990 almost a million square feet. Jesus Christ,
3: yeah. Um, real quick, before we go any farther, uh, for those of you guys that are in the chat, I know I just shouted out to you guys, I'll be uh, posting the link for the documentary that I was talking about. Jen Joe, you guys know exactly which one I'm talking about, the five hour one. He covers a lot of that in this. Um, obviously, you know, we're limited on time, but I we're going to get through much of it as we can provide, you know, as much as Matt wants to talk about. Um, but I will post that, uh, link in the uh, chat. Oh yeah. You can post it. I'll probably put in i I'll probably
4: put it in the show notes too. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. So yeah, you look at, this is New York in 1853. Okay. Again, a giant crystal palace. And then 1858, it just so happens to burn down. Go figure. Right. And, and ironically, you know, you see a lot of photos of this and the people are just watching it burn down. It, it was like a spectacle. And so one of the things I'm, I'm, you know, trying to dig into and make a conclusion on is that the whole purpose of these is a ritual. And there's some fire element or destruction element attached to it that's symbolic to them. Um, and some by them, I mean, something yeah i i just i i can't figure it out yet but you mean kind of like burning
3: man where at the end of the little thing that they do it they they light the whole thing that's made out of wood on fire
4: yeah something to that extent yeah it's ceremonial right i mean and and there's other things too there's uh in in two separate fairs you well one fair you had a president assassinated in another fair you had the mayor assassinated and the interesting thing about the one where the, the one where the president was, assa- was president McKinley in Buffalo in 1901, he was assassinated now, right? He's assassinated in the, in the temple of music, which uh, I'll show you a picture of later, but he's assassinated in this, in this building. What happens is they take the dome off the building. They save the dome off that building and move it to another building and that's, you know, one of those things where it seems like it's ritualistic, like, they killed a president in the building, they had to keep a memento of it. So they're going to move just move the dome, you know, yeah. that's and,
3: all. And the, the reasons always, oh, it's a priceless artifact, or it was, you know, we don't want, we don't want to have to make it again, we'll just move. it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, that's the Well, and that gets to another point with these whole fairs right now, mind you, okay, so this is Philadelphia in 1876 this is their machinery building now one of the things they want you to believe is that some of these buildings
3: were permanent showing us a different picture because i'm still seeing the crystal palace i was just about to ask that Ah. we're still stuck on the two side-by-side pictures of the palace was taken down
4: really okay so let me new share oh that's why yep and that's why you didn't see actually let's do okay Cause I think there was a
3: few slides there that we missed.
4: Oh this yeah, slide. there they are. This oh, is the okay. New York. Sorry. This is the New York crystal palace here. This is from 1853. And uh, this was basically the whole fair. New York fair was very small. Uh, it actually, it was the first to lose money, which is another thing you're going to see over and over again, is that these fairs lose money for the most part. So I wonder why look at their fucking buildings you know right and and the budgets are you know it kind of makes sense like all right i get it you know and 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 trying to understand the money then to to translate it now is also you know it 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 doesn't have the same weight i mean they're big numbers now but think of it back then right well
3: but the thing the thing to remember with this though is that it's just like going to uh any walkthrough fair at a civic center or something like that, where all the booths are set up, they're all spending their money, their time, their products to hopefully down the road, get money from doing a fair like that. I would assume that, yeah, if they're making new buildings for these fairs, you know, the city or the, whatever they had back then was going to lose money on the total, totality of the project. But what it would have done is it would have boosted the economy and the private sales for the people or the countries or so on and so forth that were there for the fair so tourism yeah right exactly like tourism so in in their in their mind it may have been ceremonious to get rid of it because they're like yeah we just do this to boost the economy we're going to lose money on it either way so let's just burn it down and come up with a plan for another one uh but i would i would be interested to see um if they you know still have it on record i would be interested to see how the economies fluctuated before and after a world's fair to see if there was kind of a pushback into the economy from these kind of exhibits.
4: Yeah. And my, my inclination would be no. Right. Because really? they destroyed everything that they would have came to see. You know? so, <laughs> True. <laughs> right. So you're, you're building this whole elaborate landscape and then immediately after the fair, you're destroying it. So there, there's nothing to come back to except for maybe a building or two buildings of the whole layout which yeah so and and that gets us into again with these fairs like you were saying ben not only was it the country that was hosting it was international so you would get you know anywhere from 40 to 50 international countries that would set up their own buildings yeah that, that
3: one of that first one of the first you know repainted sketched out uh pictures that you showed if you looked on the left and right on the bottom row, it says India on one side, and then the other side said Persia.
4: Yes. Yeah, that was the, the layout for the uh, Crystal, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and you'll see that all over. I mean, these things. So they and, were and huge. How did they get word out for that stuff? Other than horse and cart. Well, there was there was like a whole committee for these things, right? Mm-hmm. It was like the Olympics. Fair they would have they would have any even like, the, you know, the Chicago Chicago was going against New York for the 1893 fair. And there was a bidding war back and forth. And it got between like, I want to say Carnegie and Rockefeller, you know, were the two guys fighting it out. Walker. So yeah, it, it's you start and that's the thing you start seeing the same old players come back into it. And the people that you know, we consider the, you know, parasites are the ones who are, are directly in, intertwined with all these things too
3: well and all of that ends up again it, it the more that i end up talking to special guests and we get on the subject the more i'm like 1890 1890 1890 the more that i talk to Corey hughes uh even when we talked to jeff the other night we didn't really get into it but all of these people end up promoting this very you know big thing in the in the mid 1800s and then around that time when the kids of that generation were adults shit started getting weird yep
4: well and on top of all this around this time frame you know mid 1800s to early 1900s they had these things called orphan trains where they would just take trains full of kids and in in that time in like a 50 year time frame they moved 200,000 kids orphans supposedly now a where did all these orphans come from at that time and b why did they just ship them around? You know, they just sent them to these things, and that's where you start seeing. If you think about it, you know, the old uh, like insane asylums and yeah. orphanages—they're just these old buildings. They just use the old buildings and and claim they built them or they were renovated or founded. You know, all they use all these quick terminology. It's repopulating the earth from the last
3: catastrophe. That's, uh, I mean, it makes sense, but yeah, my weird brain. Yeah.
4: Well, and the other thing too, like Ben was saying about the generation, right? It only takes one generation to change history because if you can just train that one generation to think differently, they're going to then proceed it down the line. And that history is now changed forever. Well, and then that the next generation
3: forgets because it's you know, and it it kind of carries on like that today too, where you're like, "Fuck the last generation, they suck." Fuck you, Boomer. Yep. You know, we don't want to know about your generation, so it would probably be pretty easy to make people forget what actually happened. I mean, look at the last fifty, or you know, since the fifties, people generally don't even fucking know what happened during that time. The kids now, I mean, the kids these days, you know. <laughs> They don't really care they don't give a shit what happened in vietnam or anything they're like whatever whatever you said happened happened whatever they don't
2: get the opportunity to know though because they're reading the history books that they're given yes so that's super unfortunate yeah Yeah. i mean they're reading that and as people die out who knew what really happened like look at what's going to happen in our generation right now we're looked at as blasphemous you know uh anti-vaxxers but really (laughs) covid was a pandemic and that's what our children's children are going to learn about and we lived through it and know it's fake, but they're gonna learn about it a very different way.
4: It's his story, right? yep, or
3: hers. I mean, I think they're both bad, so well- I'm ge- gender new gender neutral on history or her story. I think they both suck.
1: It's I, think, it's
3: I think what allowed it to pave that way though was talking about population fluctuation, and you know, considering that we're kind of getting into the tartarian it it's one of those things where just like smaller states, smaller countries, it's easier to keep a hold of that and all the rules and everything that you're setting for it because you don't have the land size or the population size. Coming out of that time frame, it would have been a lot less people in really big cities and they would have had the ability to all get together, which again, if, you're, if you want to think about World's Fair as maybe a way to do that, it's international, world leaders, this, that, and the other. They could have a way to say from here on out, this is what we're going to teach. This is what we're not going to teach. This is what we're going to make history for the future generations. And with a reset, the, the lack of population would have actually aided that because they would have been able to control with all of those orphans that you were talking about. They would have been able to control the amount of information that got changed, Yeah, and which is where I think that, basically from that point on they've been working on just this is what your history is to get away from whatever it is that they don't want us to know happened that led up to that moment i'm saying the early 1800s were the first mk ultra go ahead Uh, i was just
2: gonna say that isn't it interesting that they're trying to depopulate the planet right now for the next narrative
4: yeah (laughs) that's definitely oh yeah we are following the 1800s playbook right about now you yeah, there
2: are way too many people. Right, they have their own ideas. Let's get rid of some of these people. Make it really small. Maybe kill them all. Just save the kids, and then we'll just plop them down all over the world, repopulate, and tell them exactly how they're supposed to be.
4: Yep, we'll teach them the narrative. Right, exactly. like th-
3: think about this. Think about how terrifying this is. The only ones that aren't that aren't haven't been okayed for vaccines are twelve and under. Yep, which is. Terrifying if you think about. Well, then, what? Why is it okay for adults? Uh, you know, which a lot of people have have questioned, and I'm like, yeah, it's again numbers. The numbers part of it doesn't lie. You're telling me that for however old the Earth is, up until 1900, there was only a billion people or less, and in 120 years we jumped up to eight billion. And of course, everybody wants to point to medical stuff, and I'm like. People were still living for thousands of years, according to our history. Before that, there would have been more people, unless there were. And then that number changed 50 years or so before the turn of the century.
4: Yep. Yeah, there was definitely some population downplay that happened in the 1800s or late 1700s. Somewhere, it's somewhere between the mid 1600s and mid 1800s. There was a Something happened with the population shift. It, there was a drastic decline. Um, and whether it was, you know, and that's what everybody's trying to figure out. Was it a was it a mud flood? Was it an earthquake? Was it a comet? You know, what was it? What happened? Something happened. And that's what they're trying, we're, you know, we're all trying to piece together here. Well, mud definitely happened, from
3: in my opinion, because there was a lot of it. So whatever caused that mud, whether that's when the great flood actually took place was not very far in the past it wasn't you know 10,000 years ago it was actually just a couple hundred years ago who knows and what caused it did the firmament cave in for a minute and just let all the waters from space you know cuz space is fake and gay who knows we don't know what caused it but i'm pre- pretty sure there's a
4: lot of mud we see yeah. It yeah you could see it and and you see it in a lot of the buildings right a lot of the big buildings they, you know, you'll see the half windows on the lower level, or there's different levels to the architecture, right? That you can see distinction between it, where they added on or manipulated it. And
3: yeah, well, it's, isn't there. I, I think I heard on Sam's show or on a tinfoil hat the other day. It might've been, I don't remember, but there, he was talking about how New York, since we're on New York right now, basically there's another New York underneath New York. Like there's like yeah, a yeah. sub, sub level of new york and everyone's just kind of like oh yeah it's always been there it's like how the fuck did that did they build that first in whatever year new york was built and then they just decided to build
4: on top of it and build more like doesn't it's supposedly the same with dc and london they're they're supposedly there's just as much land underneath as there is above you know that's built out between tunnels and stuff like that and that's an interesting thing you find with the star forts is that 50 percent of it About 50% of it's visible. The other 50% is all underground, whether it's tunnels, you know, buildings, whatever it may be. And it's like, wow, how did they do that back then? You know, and again, it gets back to the whole, you know, what did they have? They had to have some sort of technology to do this that we don't know about.
3: Yeah. And that's what we're trying to find out here. That's what we're digging so, into we we rabbit trailed on you though. I know you've got more slides,
4: so go ahead and oh no i got I, I can go on for days on all this stuff oh, so, so can we. I just <laughs> just want to show you some of the other fairs around the u s and you know you start seeing some of the similarities in the architecture and just the vastness of it, right? I mean, this is Philadelphia in eighteen seventy six The building is enormous, I mean it's just a monstrosity. that's and, an actual and, photo too, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and what you look at is you see the nice arched windows, you'll always see these what look like antennas or spires coming off of the building, which crosses for Jesus,
3: man. Come on. Yeah,
4: exactly. Or the crescent moon. Um, But you see even the designs, you'll see the intricacy of it. Everything is uniform. You know, there's everything is in line there. You know, it's just perfect. But they couldn't figure out how to get around
3: besides a horse and a carriage. Exactly. Not buying it.
4: Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And so this is the layout of Philadelphia, just to give you an understanding of it, of what they did. And, you know, you just look at these huge buildings here down the side of this. I mean, they're a couple acres each, you know, you're looking at probably 10 acres each there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Uh, and this is the women's pavilion. There again, you look at the intricacy of the of the uh, architecture, between the domed roof, the you know the spires and all the you know intricate detail. It's just it's mind blowing, and to all be destroyed. Now, mind you, here's the other thing they try and sell us on: that the majority of these buildings that they built were built out of like staff, which is the equivalent of like plaster paris. Right. I mean, they're saying that they just put up a wood frame and covered it with plaster. And, I'm, you know, you look at the detail and you're like, there's no way that's possible. Um, OK, so this is this is an interesting one. Here's Nashville in 1897. Joe, I actually sent you this picture the other day.
3: Yeah, I commented had, on your uh, post of it. it. It looks like a Solomon's Temple uh,
4: architecture on the inside of yeah, this. Or the Parthenon. Right. It's almost yeah. an identical layout to the parthenon and then you look down over here what else do you see oh they had a pyramid too and you know you start thinking about tennessee and you're like wow that's kind of a random spot for it but that's what you- a photo i haven't seen of that which i don't i don't find
3: coincidental i mean you'd have to be looking specifically at this building uh to pull up these pictures but i've never seen the one with the pyramid next to it
4: yeah and that was just for the fair. The pyramid was eventually moved to Memphis, hmm. and is still there today, supposedly. Um, hmm. But the thing with these is, is that what you start seeing is replicas of Italian, Roman, Egyptian architecture, even Moorish, right? I mean, you look at a lot of the Russian architectures, it has a lot of roots in the Moorish uh, style. They're all in America, and they're all in America at a time when we're told we were horse and buggy, no electricity, no plumbing, but we can build these massive palatial things. So you look at this for Nashville, and this is an interesting one. I mean, just look at the layout here. So the Parthenon wasn't the only big building, right? I mean, they have all of these other enormous, beautiful buildings around the perimeter, and of course they have beautiful landscaping and it's all done in 2 years and it, it looks so, it so
3: much better than the dog shit they build now with these big square buildings with glass and steel and people shitting on the sidewalk in San Francisco like <laughs> and they say we're more advanced now like look at that that is wildly more advanced than we are now well they didn't have
2: Facebook or Instagram or any socials back in the day so they they had had a lot of time like talk about being married to your job they had a lot of time (laughs) well and look at how many look at
3: how many pyramids there are I haven't I I lost count like if you really look at the photo they're they're all over the place yeah there's one here yep that one's the first one I saw and then if you go directly south of that past the building right underneath of it yes yep there's another one and i i've spotted a, several more ben's got better eyes than me i'm like huh
4: yeah i haven't even seen it i think there's one here too ben yeah
3: and then there's also one of the left in between the two buildings on the far left up from there right there in between the no uh, uh the two main buildings there's a pyramid just this is an audio show too i know yeah
2: it's not where's waldo dude what the fuck? sorry for the audio
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a brutal one for audio people i apologize Uh, oh no it's fine they'll just come over here and watch this video it's fine yeah so we come now this is an interesting one is buffalo in 1901 look at this this is the main street. this is buffalo new york mind you so i never knew about this i don't know about anybody else but i mean this looks like rome or italy back then it's just and then to now here's making me think
3: that the roman empire fell a couple hundred years ago and not a thousand years ago or
4: what if the here's another one i've been throwing what if the roman empire was really in america oh shit That's, that's one that they they're saying now what if rome egypt and italy and uh uh not italy uh rome egypt what was the other well one? maybe
3: they were it, maybe the whole world was the roman empire and that was also tartaria or you know who yeah. knows it's hard to know what to believe but the architecture is so similar to rome and rome is supposedly you know a, what is it a thousand years old at least a couple yeah. thousand a couple thousand i guess but maybe to find the same architecture over here in the 1800s is very fucking strange
4: yeah Well, and then to add to the strangeness, here's, look at this. This is, this is 1901 in Buffalo. The buildings are lit up like New York city, but we didn't have electricity, you know, not to this extent yet. We didn't have a grid then. Nope. Nope. And this, this tower here, also had a huge spotlight on the top or a bunch of spotlights that would come off and reflect on other buildings too. Oh, I've and, seen those
3: pictures. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that was an actual picture, but it looks
4: crazy. Yeah, actually here. It's right here. It's <clears throat> this one right here. So, oh, yep. That one. Is that, yeah, so I mean, that's an actual photo too. Yeah. So you, I mean, what you just hell? look at these, these buildings, and this was their uh, electricity building. And also what they had in this thing was an elevator that you could take to the top and view the entire fair from up there and this was an elevator at a time it's one of the first elevators that was built was for this fair it um, looks like an early can Las you imagine Vegas.
2: getting on that elevator i'd be like okay we're about to die for sure
4: well it was like, probably an
3: anti-gravity out. elevator it wasn't this rope and pulley
4: bullshit we have now but that's a great point jen <laughs> think about it if if Now, mind you, who's coming to these fairs? It's not the regular, me and you, we couldn't afford to go there. This was, you know, rich people. It was the elites. This was like a big gala for them. Would they allow buildings to be constructed that could fall apart under their feet if it was built, you know, with staff, like they say, wood and staff? They claim this tower right here is not built out of, you know, bricks, This is supposedly a wooden structure. So, I mean, and you're going to, you're telling me, like, you just said, Jen, you're going to take an elevator up there, being the first one. Get out of here. I can't buy that story. No, they
2: they knew exactly what they were getting into. They were like, okay, this shit's totally fine. Everything's very solid. It's all something completely different than what everyone else thinks.
3: We're Rothschilds. It's fine.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, we'll be good.
2: They're like, we'll be reincarnated anyway. They'll just bring us back in AI or something
3: i'm just gonna come back as bill gates (laughs) in 100 years
4: oh okay so here uh did i skip saint yes i skipped saint louis sorry okay so here's saint louis in 1904
3: real quick before you move on to saint louis you said that last picture of buffalo was in what year
4: 1901
3: i mean they would have had electricity i don't know if they would have had a grid like that though like joe said but they had they had the capability of of yeah but how how are they manufacturing that much electricity yeah that i don't have an answer for and
4: and their excuse was that they were channeling the niagara falls to power this which is quite a ways away from the actual fair hydropower back then that's what is the claim is yes they used niagara falls to power this i was like okay it's and that uh, I'm
3: assuming that structure, whatever they use for, from Niagara Falls, has also disappeared.
4: <laughs> if there was one, yeah, I would imagine, because the only thing that the only thing that usually lasts from these fairs is the art building, because the only way that they could get it insured was it had to be a permanent structure. So their claim is that all the you know the art build, the buildings that housed all the expensive art were the one of the only permanent structures on the site and all the rest the whole the whole story doesn't make
3: any fucking sense that they would do this level of architecture and uh, intricacy for a couple weeks or however long the the fair's lasted just to showcase their ability to do this and then to de- demolish it like just that in itself is enough to question it b- besides everything else involved
2: the fairs aren't even mentioned, though, in the story, like the, the Great Chicago Fire. I heard that story. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. They don't talk about the world's fairs in that story at all. They focus on the cow. They focus on how many people died and how windy it was. Same with St. Louis. Same with Buffalo. Same with everywhere these fires were. It's a great, wherever the city is, fire is the name of the story. And they don't focus on any of the
4: stuff you're talking about. And that's another great point, Jen, because one of the things I'm starting to look into now, and and something for other people to look into, look at the amount of massive fires in the 1800s that wiped out almost entire cities. I mean, you go and, you know, you start looking and every year there's at least one. And it's just massive destruction. We're not talking like a building fire. We're talking a citywide fire, like you're saying with Chicago in 1871. Now that's another one that's worth looking into for people because the 1871 fire in chicago there were three other fires around lake michigan that same day that caused like millions of acres of damage and but they're not tied together nothing no event happened they're just four random fires that just so happened to happen around lake michigan
3: sounds a lot like uh the last couple years here in california yeah. 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 Right.
1: And <laughs> and, destroying and that's
4: what you, yeah. you start thinking is like, what was the purpose? Like we, we, you know, we think in California, they're doing it so they can set up their rail system, right? They're clearing land so they can buy it up and build ho- whatever they want to do with it. I don't understand what they were trying to do here other than show that, okay, this is what you had and you're not going to have it again. We're going to take it away and destroy it.
3: That's what it seems like, especially with the the earlier ones from the 1850s is It seems like that was already there. They made up a story about how it was built in six months or nine months. And then they're like, and to erase any evidence, it's going to catch fire somehow, even though it's, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. And then they make up a story about a cow starting it. And everyone spreads that around like a rumor, word of mouth. And then it just happened that way. As we've seen in the last year,
3: everyone believes stupid shit. (laughs) They're like, yes, up? this but is how this happened. There wasn't
2: even, you know, like social media <laughs> or anything, obviously, back in the day. They're definitely going to take everything at face value for sure. They, I mean, I'm sure there were some people who were questioning things. Well,
4: they probably it, got suicide. It's a
2: lot easier to
4: not. Uh, another interesting thing about this is one of the things that you're going to see if you try and read about the fair, the official narrative for most of the fairs comes from the same guy. He supposedly wrote like 60,000 pages worth of documents on World's Fairs and, and also on how the West was, was settled and the history of the natives. And you start looking at it and you're like, oh, I see what you did. You have one or two guys that are writing the narrative. So in, in addition to destroying, actually doing the destruction, they're actually on the other side of it, rewriting the story. And there's a guy, if anyone wants to look into H.H. Bancroft, and he's tied with uh, the Chicago Fair is one of the big ones he was tied to. Just his name sounds a little shady. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, what's interesting about his just his name sounding shady is I found I was listening to a podcast and we're talking about the King James Bible. Well, the guy who actually wrote the King James Bible for King James was last name Bancroft. And I'm like, Ooh, I want, there's gotta be a, a, what? Okay. So one of them wrote the Bible and now we're the other ones rewriting history. Okay. I see where we're going here. They might be on the same team.
2: I think they're probably it's, the same person, the same be. entity. I wouldn't say person. that.
4: Yes. And, and that's what I was thinking, Jen. It's, it's just a name, right? It's just an, an entity that they create. To, yeah. to say, this is who wrote the narrative. And, and that's exactly it. And yeah. So just i mean we get into these things and you just start looking and again it's the same architecture in different places all over the united states and like we keep saying there was no open communication so it's not like these cities were talking to each other saying hey look what i'm building over here you want to build one over there we'll send our guys to you next no these things were there already um i mean you look at does it say how long it took them to build build this one st louis is another two years yep Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. No big so, deal. <laughs> the picture for the
3: audio listeners, the picture he just showed was St. Louis, 1904, and it was an aerial view, but it wasn't a photo. It was a drawing or a painting. But how are they? I mean, maybe they're up on a mountain drawing what they see. That's possible. But they also had cameras then. So why are they not taking a picture from an aerial view? Would that prove well, their are uh, Maybe they were
4: just being airships? artistic. Yeah. Yeah, and look at the, look at the landscape all, all around, Joe. The landscape's perfectly flat. There just so happens to be one hill that they could do this from.
3: Oh, I don't see any curvature of the earth from up there either.
4: (laughs) Don't start that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I always have to go there. It's interesting. (laughs) But uh, so you look, this looks just like what I showed you for Buffalo. So anybody that's looking, it's like the court of honor in, in Chicago, where you have these beautiful white buildings and a, uh, a a written a, a river you know a waterway in between all the buildings and and then there's this giant building at the end with a dome that kind of looks like the capitol building um but it's just it's amazing yeah, it looks and, like a giant boob i always like every why. capitol
2: building ever in washington dc yeah. in the national monument like it's weird. I,
3: i'm pretty sure the, the u.s capitol not the White House, the, the Capitol, the, the giant boob. I'm pretty sure that was built sometime way before they told us it was and they kind of repurposed it because there was pictures of them digging the mud out from that motherfucker too.
4: Yep. And, it's, and there's a whole other layer underneath.
3: That's where they hide the kids. Yeah, it's a whole other layer underneath that matches everything that's above it. So nobody would have built that building for the underground part to match the top unless they built it never intending for that bottom half to get buried yes exactly that happened
4: and, what and maybe it happened? wasn't it probably wasn't buried when they built it right no it doesn't exactly make much sense to build underground they weren't building underground at the, well they were obviously because there's tunnels everywhere but it doesn't make sense to build underground so it's almost like it was there a lot of land uh, you know mud came in and and buried half of it right, and they right. dug it out. And that's what, right. that's what, you know, one of the options here is maybe all this stuff was here and it, it, it only took two years to dig it out, you know. Well, and and that, it makes you makes wonder,
3: too, if there was that big of a mudslide, imagine how the Earth's continents may have looked long before that. Who knows if there were connections from what we now know as one country to another country that isn't there anymore because of this cataclysmic
4: event. Well, and there's many maps you'll see out there where California was an island, you know? So, I mean, that's a very, very distinct possibility that, you know, like you're saying, there's rumors of Atlantis, right? Of Lemuria, these different land, land of Mu is another one that are supposedly either in the Pacific, we're in the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, and they sunk where we're flooded you know so
3: california kind of is an island to itself at this
4: point no
2: way i'm so glad that we can drive over the border of this shitty state
4: (laughs) easily (laughs) yes far as we know you got to have an easy way to get out Mm
3: -hmm. yeah but when you come back into california they'll ask you if you have any produce like they do or they used to do at the border in canada (laughs)
2: Yeah, right. About lettuce. Yeah, they asked me that when I moved here. They were like, Do you yeah. have any plants? And I was, I thought they were talking about marijuana plants. And I was like, No, definitely not. And I was super hostile about it. And she's like, Okay, fine. Jesus she's like, Christ. No, I
3: mean, do you have broccoli? <laughs> and you're like, No, why would I have broccoli? They were,
2: no, they were checking for bugs. It's I like, know. <laughs> yeah, I did not know. I thought they were asking if I had marijuana plants. <laughs> okay, for plants anybody in? who's not. For I was anybody coming from the Midwest, and they're very anti-marijuana plants, which I did not have on I'm me.
3: pretty sure we're in a, a space of our own here in California. For anybody who's not in California, if you come over the border, they have specific stations to check and see if you have fresh produce on you because they're worried about bugs on that produce. And guess what? Just pro tip here. If you do have produce on you, you just tell them no, and they let you through. It's that fucking easy. Also,
2: have you ever seen the bugs in California? They're fucking huge. So, like, they're doing yeah. it. I don't know job. what the word It doesn't about. matter. Anyway,
3: sorry, sidetrack <laughs> on fucking shit. <laughs> We're
2: doing legit batshit here. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: so, here's one that's interesting. This is San Francisco in 1915. Okay. Now, think about San Francisco. 1906 or seven, I believe, was the great fire, a great earthquake that basically yeah. flattened yep. San Francisco. So, in eight years, we're back up to this. Right. It is like, you know, and and for those listening, I mean, we're looking at a building here that's probably five to five hundred to a thousand feet long, you know, has a giant tower in the middle. Um, it's it's just it's an exquisite layout. And, and the other thing with with uh, San Francisco that's interesting. This, this tower here is a 435-foot tower called the Tower of Jewels, and it had actual jewels in it on the exterior that when they would shine light on it, it would shine off different colored lights and all sorts of cool things.
3: Dude, it takes an eight years to build energy.
4: one building on one block. Exactly. Yeah, and, and what you notice here, this is built right next to the residential area. So it's right along the, the sea, and you can see Alcatraz in the background. I was just
3: here. about to ask that. I was going to say, did they depict Alcatraz back there? Yep, there's Alcatraz back here. I and hate to ask every time, but is that a photo too, or is that a, a rendering?
4: It is a photo. Yeah, there's a copyright down here. Look uh, at the buildings closest to you, wow. Joe. They're a lot higher definition. And Well, here's the thing. That's one of the interesting things that I've seen is that there, is, there was Photoshop back then. So, you know, the equivalent, they were able to layer pictures on. And that's one of the things I find sketchy about this. Because if you look in the the foreground, it's very clear and distinct. Then you get to what the buildings for the fair and they're kind of faint. And then you get to the background, which is the water and Alcatraz and the hill back here. And that's even fuzzier. Right. Mm. It's almost like it's layered on there. And that's one of the deceptions that we've also fallen for is that some of the pictures old pictures are actually layered photos and aren't real well and those
3: old photos they worked off of the light going through things and refracting back at at this distance i don't even know that not in the daytime or maybe in the i don't know that i to me that just doesn't seem like an old camera back then would have been able to catch
4: alcatraz in those mountains yeah and you see some like if you look at the dome here you'll see like a glare spot which you know, it's just random, and then all the, you don't see any others. You know, yeah, and it, it looks photoshopped, but
3: it's, it's a real like picture. Like everything we're told is manipulated, even old
4: pictures. <laughs>
2: I yeah. think they looked at this picture and they were planning how they could uh, show us the moon landing. They're like, ooh, <laughs> all right, in about fifty years, we're gonna do some crazy shit. Like if they believe we this, this,
3: we can totally get away with the moon landing <laughs> right? because these fuckers are fucking idiots. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh I don't know where you guys want to go. I can bring us into Chicago. We'll which next is slide.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Dude, You're the so, one
3: with the knowledge. I told you we're just here to make dick jokes. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so. I, I will be having to cut out, but they can continue talking if I do.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: Of course. Right. Well, goodbye Sorry, for ben. now, then. Bye. If you go. See you later.
4: <laughs> okay. Thank you. So Chicago is an interesting one because this is kind of the the crown jewel of our fairs, at least. It was in 1893, 690 acres they built out on swampland mind you okay and they built over 200 giant buildings in less than two years of course and in addition to that they built the world's largest ferris wheel which was 265 feet high and they also had a 65 foot statue columbia which many of you are are familiar with if you've seen the court of honor the statue it, it looks like the statue of liberty um and supposedly columbia it, this was supposed to be an homage to columbus this was supposed the fair was supposed to take place in 1892 which would have been 400 years after the whole 1492 bullshit story um so this whole fair is dedicated to columbus and the discovery of america well columbia is kind of interesting because if you think about columbia the district of columbia comes to my mind i feel like this fair was more of a you know, passing the torch to DC than anything else. And as we go through it, we'll, we'll see some of that stuff, but they had supposedly uh, 27.3 million people came to this. Now, mind you, the U S population at the time was about 62 million. So either there were a lot of foreigners coming or people were repeat visitors. And then on one day, okay. They, every fair has this one day, where they had this huge spike, supposedly in one day they had three quarters of a million people show up to the fair, which is just unbelievable. They had uh, nothing to do. They were they were shoveling horse shit back then. Oh, that's yeah.
2: tomorrow. That's, t- that's 128 years later.
4: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what a synchro to the, <sighs> to the day. So yeah, so here's all the things they would have had to build. You know, a transport system. They would have had to find a way to get mail and supplies in and out hospitals where are all the hospitals where's all the you know the shelters for the workers the food how do they get that in and out where are these people going to the bathroom you know these There's the beer truck
1: yeah
2: hundreds they don't give a shit they shit. just poop yeah. outside right and didn't they do that didn't they sh- throw their shit out the window at this point
4: basically uh, i think so but it's, yeah but it's the great white city and that's the other thing they called it the great white city which was basically you know racist in- well, it was. It was, to promote, it was to promote this European dominance of America, right? This whiteness of America, taking it away from the natives. So, yeah, we're looking at these. There's no we, little to no blueprints for any of the buildings, okay? They didn't have any machines or trucks or electricity. They just eyeballed it. Yeah. They say that they used about 40,000 workers for Chicago, which, okay, I guess. But still, that's, again, who fed them?
3: Where did they sleep? You can't even find 40,000 workers to work at McDonald's today.
4: Are you serious? (laughs) Well, it was a different time, though, because times were tough. This was right after a couple, like, depression-type things that they had. Um, So let's get into it. So here's the three scenarios that Howdy lays out, right? That the construction really took 30 to 40 years. They just totally lie about the time frame. Number two would be, it actually took two years to complete, but they had some advanced technology that we don't know about that was able to allow them to build, You know, maybe it was electricity, they had these tools, they had some form of transportation that we don't know about, something. Or the third is that the buildings were there for thousands of years, they weren't really built, but they were dug out and refurbished, painted to look new. One of the terms that that you hear from the fair is whitewash. Right, and that's an interesting one because what is whitewash or whitewashing? Erased. Yes. Right. So, so not only are you covering up, but you're erasing. So, I feel like this fair was the great whitewash. Right. It's not the great white fair, but the great whitewash. Another interesting thing: to take pictures at the fair. Okay. Now, mind you, it was about twenty-five cents to get in. They wanted you to pay two dollars, which for people back then, it was a lot of money to take pictures. That'd be like and, two grand now, right? <laughs> something like that. I think that's more of like the ten. Ten would have been like two grand. So you're probably looking at about a thousand dollars. You know, actually, yeah, you're probably right. About fifteen hundred to take a picture. Okay, and we'll and interestingly three. enough, the camera was named the Columbus that Kodak put out at that time. Mm. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. It always is. So now if you wanted to do a tripod picture, you know, like a nice formal picture, that was $10, which was the same cost as your fare, lodging, and meals for the whole trip. So they did not want pictures taken. And and in all, uh, they assigned the photographic rights to one gentleman named uh, – Charles Arnold Dudley, I believe is or Charles Dudley Arnold, something like that is his name. So he was the official photographer. So if you're looking for pictures, he will be the only one that has the legitimate photos from the fair. Hmm. So now let's look at the fair. OK, again, what you're looking at, if you're listening, is, you know, a inlet with water all around and these intricate buildings placed everywhere, I mean, we're talking just everywhere. You're looking at you know, domes and you know, just large structures. Again, they did 690 acres of swamplands in two years. Just, and, and, and according to Howdy, he has a friend who's an architect and the architect said that it would take two years just to plan it, two years to do the landscaping And then about 10 to 15 years to do the construction with about 50,000 guys and unlimited budget with today's technology. I
3: wonder if it's just because (laughs) back then government was not an absolute dumpster fire and they didn't have to go through as many regulations and they could actually find people that wanted to work playing the devil's advocate here, but... I still don't think even with all of that, that could be done in two years. That's no, ridiculous. That's, but that's the thing is that that's not even one of the things that he mentioned was the idea of today's permitting process on all the red tape. That would just be to plan it and landscape it. And that's and then, with 50,000 people.
4: And on top of it, think about the labor you, laborers you would have to have. You're just telling me that these unskilled laborers are just going to build this, right? right. There's, there has to be no one with experience that has built anything like this. Because this is sort of unique, so where are you yeah. getting these skilled laborers to do that? That's that's you look another. At the, uh, the total
3: population of America at this point. Uh let's see. Well, it, that would that might be something. Sixty-two million. Sixty oh, okay. in eighteen ninety-three, it was sixty-two million. And they used how many laborers on this one? About forty thousand. That's a, well. I don't know. That's still a pretty significant portion of the population if it's spread oh, yeah. out across that's the U.S.
4: Big chunk. And they were coming in, and supposedly Disney's father was one of the guys who was a construction worker on this, ironically. You know, that they had to fit him into the story somewhere. Um, and, and that's where Disney <laughs> got the idea for his theme parks was from this 1893 exposition. I mean... So to give you an understanding He's a of the by himself. Oh, yeah. To say the least.
3: To give you an uh, idea. I mean, that, after hearing your fucking episode on him, I'm like, fuck that guy. But anyway, sorry.
4: for cutting. And I went it. gentle on him. I could have gone a lot darker, <laughs> but I wanted to keep it kind of in the middle because there's a lot of darker shit out there on him, too. You should have put four fingers up his ass, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Hold
0: him back. You can take it.
4: So just to give you a perspective of this, right? It was built in a park called Jackson Park. So if we take the layout of Jackson Park, you can put all of Epcot and all of Magic Kingdom inside the fairgrounds and still not cover all of the land. So think about that, building out Epcot and building out Magic Kingdom and a little bit more in less than two years. It's just it just doesn't make any sense. It
3: would make more sense if it was in the time like in today's time but in that time with what they were working with with horse and carriage i know i keep coming back to that but you got to think about that they it's traveled around factor. by horse
4: and carriage yes how did they get materials to and from the site and who was producing these materials right how are we getting the massive amount of uh, of materials needed to do these jobs uh I mean, mexicans they're saying it's wood. Where is all the timber coming from? right? I mean, we look at that glass, pal- the Crystal Palace from London alone, that supposedly took 660,000 timbers to build. Like so think about what these buildings must have taken. I mean, you're, you, what I'm showing here is a, a overview of the fairgrounds again. But you look at uh, the buildings, they covered about 167 of the 690 acres. The manufacturer's building alone covered 30 acres of land. It was the biggest building in the world at the time. Um, And I'll show you some pictures of it here in a sec. The machinery building, another 18 acres. Transportation building, 16 acres. Agricultural, 13. So we're talking about massive buildings. I mean, think about your house on a one acre lot, how small that is. And then just magnify that and you'll understand the scale of this so we get into thanks for listening this was a
3: great episode we loved it and if you want to hear the rest of this episode uh, go over to patreon.com slash legit bat podcasts with an S I don't know why I set it up like that but I did and you can hear the rest of this conversation we're going to have Matt on very soon to go over forts and everything else we talked about in the Patreon portion thanks for listening we'll catch you next time